Hello and welcome to Society Showcase from the Exeter University Podcast Society. My name is Joe Mayo and before we get started I just want to tell you about some of the events that Podcast Society has on during Freshers Week. On the Monday and the Friday we have meet and greets at 1pm over Zoom. You can come and chat to me and the rest of the committee about what we're going to be doing throughout the rest of the year, make some other friends who are podcast fans as well. And on the Wednesday, we have a workshop, which is an introduction to making podcasts as well, where you can learn how to make podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. But now I'm talking to Liv Harvey, who is the VP Activities from the Guild. Hello, Liv. How are you doing? Well, it's it's been quite crazy. Um, my eyes are literally going square from the amount of Teams calls I have to do every day, but... I'm moving back to Exeter next Sunday and we're finally getting back on campus in the next week or so. So that'd be nice to get back to a bit of normality. So what have you been doing during the lockdown? Uh, Well, obviously working mainly, um, but I did take some leave last week. I went to North Wales um, with my family, did lots of climbing and walking and it was very rainy, but it was nice. Nice to have a bit of a brain break. Lovely. So you're the VP Activities. What does the VP Activities do? That is honestly... An impossible question. I get asked it obviously all the time and I've tried a million different ways of summing up my role. The VP activities is a paid role because some people think it's voluntary. I love the guild, but I don't think I would do a nine to five Monday to Friday job without being paid for it. Um, And you're elected into it by the student body, so you're voted in. So this is my second year's VP activities. I ran uncontested this year, so, you know, was quite the fight, but we're here to tell the tale um congratulations thank you thanks I did run against like four or five people the first time round, so I promise I'm like okay <laughs> they knew um, you couldn't be beaten <laughs> well well maybe maybe um but yeah the, ro- the role's really broad um it's really hard to sum up but I actually spend around 10% of my time actually working on my manifesto um because a lot of the rest of my time is taken up by different roles so I, I sit on the guild's trustee board Um, I'm a director of the Guild as a charity, so I have like the legal responsibility to ensure the Guild fulfills its purposes and is financially stable and so on. And as well as supporting societies in trying to enact the changes that they want to see, I also sit on a lot of university meetings as a student voice in those meetings. Um, And especially recently, I've been on a lot of meetings supporting the return to campus. So talking about how we're going to support our students when they return and make sure that they're safe and so on. So on that note, the Freshers' Fair in particular this year is notably digital as opposed to normally in person. How is that working? I'm actually really excited about this because I think when when COVID hit and we realised that we wouldn't be able to facilitate an in-person Freshers' Fair, everyone was quite sceptical because it's impossible to replicate anything online you know, as it would be in person. But we've got a company called Raptor who are running, running our fair and it's like this sort of digital augmented reality style thing. I don't really know um, much about digital stuff, um, but it looks really, really cool. And there'll be like an interactive map where you can visit society stores and virtually chat to those societies. Um, also virtually chat to commercial partners and pick up freebies like you would um, at a normal freshers fair. But I presume it'll be sort of like, you know, online voucher form and that sort of thing. So I, I'm really excited about it. And I, I think it'll be really good. And we, we had a meeting today actually where I sort of saw the latest version of the map and it looks really cool. That's fantastic. I know that a lot of other universities like York are doing an in-person freshers just spread out over an amount of time and they're hoping that that will be all right. But it's great that Extra is fully taking this seriously and we've got this digital freshers fair which is really touching on all of the different things that people get out of a freshers fair. I know that 
there's the videos that a lot of societies have submitted, but there's also the messenger link. We've seen that other unions are trying to do in-person freshers' fair, but we have the most societies of most unions, I think, that I speak to. So to be able to try and spread people out would have been near enough impossible. So I think it's really good, a really good alternative. And I'm excited about what it'll look like. So obviously it gets in the way of societies a lot, not being able to meet up in person. I know there's some whispers of being able to do some limited in-person events that would be ticketed and such. But in general, how have societies been adapting to this? Absolutely brilliantly, actually. Um, This seems a million years ago now, but back probably March, April time, I think it was, um, we set up a campaign called Societies in Isolation, where we encouraged societies to put on digital and virtual events and share them with us. And we had an amazing response and I was sharing them from my um, work Facebook page every day. And we had music societies who were getting together and recording stuff over Zoom. Um, we had obviously a lot of the usual sort of quizzes and things like that. But Body Sock, Dance Society, they were all running really great um, fitness classes. And I think before, like, before we'd even said to societies, you know, why don't you think about putting on virtual events? we had so many societies doing it and I think that's the great thing about students is they're so adaptable like hit with a crisis and they they really stepped up and still continued providing opportunities for their members. Are there any societies that have struggled in particular that have perhaps had to change what they're doing quite a lot? I remember funnily enough sending an email um, to each of the society categories saying about the societies in isolation campaign and I remember um, sending it to the outdoor and travel societies and thinking oh my gosh like I feel so stupid saying to outdoor and travel you know you can do digital events but they again like there's there's ways you know of of doing events what no matter what the sort of theme or genre of your society I think it has been difficult for a lot of societies because there's only so many quizzes that you can do like I had I was so tired of zoom quizzes by the end of like lockdown I think most of our societies have really stepped up and been really innovative in what they've been doing. Do you have any particular favourite things that societies have adapted into doing? Oh, favourite things. We've had a few societies like Contemporary Choir have done um, book clubs and that sort of thing, which have been really great. And I've really enjoyed um, Spotlights. I think Illuminations did it as well, Semitoned, where they've all got together and obviously sung their different parts in their the various parts of the country and the world that they're in and then brought that all together and literally some of them give me goosebumps because they're just so beautiful that they've been able to create that even though they're all apart. And what's the timetable kind of looking like for the potential to possibly do some in-person events again? Because I Um, know it's very unclear generally and it's hard to know without seeing what the numbers are like on COVID when we go back and everything but what's the general roadmap? So the the general plan at the moment is to let every society do one in-person event which is really great because I think a month or so ago, we didn't think that that, even that would be possible. But obviously the difficulty is space. The only space that we have that accommodates more than say 20 people, even without social distancing is the Lemon Grove. So there's going to be a, a, obviously a massive competition for space. But I think that's the general plan is to invite every society to give them the opportunity to at least do one in-person event, which is really hard because you've got societies like Dance Society who don't just do dance, they do jazz and ballet and so on. And they'll only be able to run one of those events. And obviously when you're trying to recruit new members, that is really difficult. But thankfully, most of our societies have obviously been really understanding and realised that 
we, you know, we didn't ask for this pandemic, unfortunately, and we're just trying to do the best we can in accommodating as much activity as possible and whilst keeping our students safe, obviously. So for the freshers who are coming to the university for the first time, uh, obviously societies are such a powerful way for people to be able to make friends. I remember that was the way that I made most of my friends at the beginning of my first year is going to, along to loads of different taster events. How is this going to look from a freshers point of view when they're just being able to do these over Zoom? How do you think they're going to adapt in terms of making friends and stuff when obviously in a big Zoom call, it's harder to have a one-on-one conversation and that kind of thing? Yeah, I think I think that is going to be really difficult. And freshers especially and being part of those societies is such a huge part of that community building. Like the people I lived with um, during my second and third year were both people that I'd met during halls in first year, but also people I'd met being part of society so I think it is going to be really difficult for for students but we hope that this won't be forever and yes in the beginning it it will be that um, students are mainly interacting online but that's why we want to be doing these physical events and offering societies the opportunity to do those because you can't replicate those you know when you walk up to the chess society stall at freshers fair and you meet someone next to you and you're like oh you're interested in chess too you can't replicate those little interactions online so we hope that as hopefully things improve and get better we'll be able to offer more of those in-person events for freshers but I think I'd be really daunted as a fresher coming in because obviously it's going to be a completely different experience for them but you've got your whole three years of your degree to kind of get involved and meet people and and be part of that community building so hopefully it'll be a really positive experience for them and both the university and the guild are so committed to making sure that our new students and returning students don't miss out regardless of the circumstances. You mentioned earlier that we have nearly more societies than any other university is that right? I mean don't quote me but I think we do have a lot. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think is so good about Exeter's kind of infrastructure for supporting societies because I know I've talked to different friends I've got at different places like Cambridge, York and Bristol and a whole load of different places. And they definitely, a lot of them have societies, particularly when it comes to drama and that kind of thing. But none of them particularly have the same infrastructure that Exeter has, as far as I can tell. What's so good about what the Guild does to support the societies at Exeter? I think, because similarly, I've spoken to other unions and some have less than 20. And obviously they do have fewer students we do have 26,000 students so I think that big plays a big factor but I think as much as so societies if you want to become affiliated as you'll know because being a new society you have to go through societies council but we I don't think we've ever been very restrictive a lot of other unions may place a cap on societies or they may have minimum society requirements which is something we've been looking into but I think we're very much of the attitude of if you want to create a society and you want to have that space to share your interests with other like-minded individuals, then we shouldn't be putting barriers in the way of doing that. And we have one societies coordinator, bless her, Abby. She's incredible for 300 societies and she does such a good job. So we have thought about maybe having minimum society requirements. So potentially um, you have to, to be a society, you have to hold X amount of events a year um, and so on to potentially limit things a little bit. But We've, I think we've always just wanted to give societies and students those opportunities to have those spaces that they, you know, to share their interests. And I think it's brilliant because as a fresher, I remember coming to the university thinking, oh my gosh, like, what do I do first? Because not only have you got an opportunity to do the things you love, which for me, that was theatre, 
but also the opportunity to try something completely new. Yeah, I think it's it's great that there's such a variety of societies. I mean, even just the new ones, we've got Horrible Histories, who we've talked to already, and Us Podcast Society, His Dark Materials Society, I think is a new one as well. There's just a whole bunch of a whole bunch of them. And I do think that's one of the things that Exeter does in particular, which is just they let students kind of take the lead on it rather than the guild being super heavily involved. Obviously, there are there's an extent to which they need to be, but they let the students go, this is a thing that we're passionate about and these are the values that we hold. And then it trusts them to do the best with that. And then you know, if they don't, then they can step in. But it kind of, it's it feels very empowering, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I think the activities team would be really pleased to sort of hear that as well, because it, it is a lot, you know, a lot for a very small team to to look after. But we, we're so proud of our societies and especially doing like these really crazy times they've really stepped up and done some great things do you have any particular favorite societies of Exeter I don't think I'm allowed to have favorite society no (laughs) I do do have a few I do have a few um so not favorite societies I'll go with ones I've been a part of because you know the other societies may flood into my inbox yeah um so I was on committee for footlights during my degree um so obviously they do hold a special place in my heart um but I was involved in quite a lot of theatre societies actually and I produced and directed and acted and did did quite a few things with them and I really enjoyed that and last year actually whilst as VP activities because as VP activities and as any SAB role you're still allowed to be part of societies just not on committee so I was part of contemporary choir I can't sing but they're an audition so they couldn't say no um and we, <laughs> <laughs> that's how they let me in I sit in the back and yeah, that, that's been really, really great because it's after work on a Wednesday. It's a really nice way to wind down. And we did a trip actually to Cardiff and sang at Newport Cathedral. So that was really lovely. That is particularly lovely. Yes. And more, more generally for freshers, is there any advice you'd have for them in terms of taking advantage of all the different societies? And obviously there are so many and figuring out which you want to go to and which ones you actually want to pay membership for. Because I remember having my short list of them and going, if I sign up for all these, then that will be like £100. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think when I started um, in, gosh, would it be 2016 now, which feels like so long ago, um, I, I think I spent £70 at Freshers' Fair and I joined the Law Society, Debating Society, bearing in mind my degrees in English and Drama, so I don't, you know, don't do law. Um, I, I joined Exposé, I joined so many different societies because I think I thought that you had to join them there and then. But I think one piece of advice would be to remind freshers that as much as Freshers' Fair is a really good opportunity to speak to those societies and sign up there and then, you can sign up to membership at any point during the year. You don't have to feel pressured into doing it all at once because obviously your degree doesn't count in first year in terms of um, like grades and that sort of thing. But that doesn't mean that you know you should sacrifice your degree for society activity because I think I was often guilty of doing that. Um, and I think my advice would be to definitely do something that you love and you know you're good at because I think that gives you confidence then so if you're really good at lacrosse which I'm definitely not I don't do any sports um, but then join join that club and then maybe try something completely different that you've never tried before whether that's chess society knitting society baking society because that's a really nice way to challenge yourself and then also make good friends that potentially you will then stick stick with for the rest of rest of your degree that's awesome yeah I I remember 
my first day at Game Society in Freshers' Week, I went along and I played a board game with eight other people, and then I asked them, hey, would you all like to play a game of Dungeons & Dragons this evening, and I'll run it for all of you? And seven of them said yes, uh, and so I ran that for them, and now I'm still friends with a huge number of them. One of them is now the president of Hide and Seek, and was the VP when I was the Games Master last year, and one of them was the publicity officer for it last year. Another of them has just graduated. Well, I'm I'm friends with a huge bunch of them now. And that's literally from the first Freshers event I went to. So it's it's really great for people to be able to just go out to uh, find these societies that are already of interest to them, especially, and then find like-minded people quite easily. And it is stories like that are the whole reason I ran for this job. Like, I love the friendships and communities that are built out of societies, but... I often hear stories from people who say, you know what, if it wasn't for that society, I would have dropped out of university or because of that society, I was able to keep going. And that's that's the reason why I ran for this job, because I, I love societies and what, what they sort of give to the, the student experience. I know that in my experience, and please tell me if you find this as well, that all the societies, even though there's a huge amount of variety in them, uh, obviously they cover a huge range of different categories, but they all seem to be pretty well focused on being quite diverse and inclusive especially I think it's fair to say that Exeter perhaps overall has not had historically the best infrastructure for inclusivity and diversity and stuff though that's changing a lot now but the societies at the student level I think that has been particularly it's been notable that a lot of societies in that environment have made a particular point of being as diverse and inclusive as possible. Have you found that to be true? Yeah, you're you're 100% right. And I think societies are such a good opportunity for people from all different backgrounds to come together with that shared interest of whatever that may be. And also, you know, especially recently with everything that's been going on with Black Lives Matter, our societies really came out with, they were doing statements and setting up initiatives. We've got um the theatre societies came together and they've done a fantastic initiative called Opening Up Exeter. And only today, actually, at 11 o'clock, they ran a talk around gender's influence within theatre societies and theatre communities. And FEMSOC ran a brilliant campaign um, the week before last where they did takeovers with black women from various societies um, doing takeovers on different different society accounts. So it really societies really are such a good place for those, those stories you know to to come out and I think we definitely know that we can do more I've had various conversations with people from that opening up extra initiative and the activities team where we'd love to implement champions within committees so diversity champions inclusivity champions social mobility champions um, to have a dedicated person on committee to ensure that everything the society is doing is inclusive and welcoming and ensuring that those society membership is reflective of the wider university community. That's really fantastic. Yeah, a lot of societies, I think, have already started to do bits of that themselves. Feminist society and LGBTQ plus society have uh, like trans reps and working class reps and that kind of thing. Um, And then other societies have roles specifically focused on making sure people are feeling welcomed. A lot of societies have welfare or inclusions officers as well. And it's great to see that the Guild is kind of taking note of that and then kind of taking that further and trying to enhance what it is that the students are doing as opposed to uh, just trying to take it off in their own direction. And they're kind of listening and very responsive. Yeah, definitely. I feel like a lot of our ideas come from societies like they, you know, they 
kick off these initiatives and we think great that's a brilliant idea we would love to do that and and spread it across to other societies as well because societies are doing some great things that are really good influence for other societies as well all right so i think that will kind of bring us towards the end so if you want to find out more about podcast society you can follow us on twitter at extra podcast or go to facebook.com slash podcast society we got both just podcast society it's not extra or anything it's just podcast society so we, we got that url then you can also visit our freshers stall in freshers week as we discussed before and find out about us in all those places where can people go to find out more about what vp activities is doing throughout the year oh it's time to yeah vlog my twitter handle um so my facebook twitter and instagram is at exe activities and if anyone has any sort of society events that they want promoting as well if you just tag me or the guild in any of them we're happy to share them that's fantastic thank you so much for coming on Liv it's been such a lovely time talking to you this has honestly been such a breath of fresh air in my week of just like (laughs) corona corona (laughs) it's very nice